Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining us for another conversation around good. This is Tracy from Made Possible By, and we love sharing stories of good. Our whole purpose is to make good loud. It's to connect causes, companies, and people that are doing good in the world so we can do more good together. So um, we love to get people together to talk about the good that they're doing to inspire others to do more. So today we're having a very unique uh, guest on the podcast today. We're having the guest that we have today is my favorite human in the whole wide world. So I want to introduce you to my husband, da -da 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 -da, Mike Hello. Hello. <laughs> well, hi, Tracy. It's, hey. uh, it's a lot of fun to hang out in this context. It's a lot of fun to hang out in every context, but this one's a little bit different. So this thanks. is a little bit different. We're in the same house, but we're in different rooms of the house. <laughs> <laughs> that's not uncommon. But. No, that's <laughs> unfortunately, especially during COVID, uh, yeah. balancing having a two-year-old doing Zoom meetings and trading him off is, you know. It's our adventure. It is. It's an adventure. So clearly, I know a lot about you, but our listeners do not. Can you give us a 90-second snapshot of you, please? Uh, sure, sure. I think um, on the professional side, I've been a part of a number of different startups through the years, and many of them worked and some didn't. Um, certainly, I have a, a, an insurance and a finance background and development and product management. So that's that's me in a nutshell professionally. Personally, you touched on the highlights. I mean, I've been married to you for, for 30 years now, so that's exciting. Two boys, one more little boy. So I guess we have three boys now. Three, um, we started over. We started over. Our boys are 21 and 17, and we've recently brought on a two-year-old. So that's really super exciting and rewarding. So that's it. I have great friends, um, wonderful family. Um, and I try to stay in shape by exercising, mostly for my mental well-being, but I think there's physical upside too. So that's, and I enjoy fiddling around on a farm. So that's, that's me. You do enjoy that. So I'm going to give you some insights into Mike's soul. Um, we joke that Mike... This was not planned. <laughs> Mike, we joke that he is Hawkeye from the Avengers because Hawkeye look it sits up top and he sees things that nobody else does and he's able to have the big picture and give people direction and that's a really good description of how mike's brain works and that he can identify problems way before other people see them and you think i'm really good looking and i do think you're really good looking i don't you can shoot a bow and arrow though i know that you've done that too so there you go there you sure. go sure that's awesome. So, Mike, give us um, another insight into your soul. What was your nickname in college? This is not, uh, it was actually Dr. Z, the Finish Minister of Death. Okay, say it again. Dr. Z, the Minister of Death. And why? I I'm going to say it because I'm sure you won't do it. You won't give it justice. So, Mike played rugby in college. And he is one of those soft-spoken people until you put him in that kind of situation. And then he's probably going to tear your head off. So <laughs> I, I love to tell people that story and for them to see you out in a competitive athletic environment because 
you're more like the Hulk in those environments because you, you, you're secret, um, very wise, very educated, smart Dr. Banner, but then you can, you can turn it on. You can keep going. <laughs> okay. So tell me what has been your biggest COVID pivot. I know your life has been interesting since COVID happened, working from home. Your desk is right in the middle of the living room, which doesn't give you a lot of privacy and quiet. So I'm sure that that's been an interesting thing for you. But what else would you say? Anything else is a COVID pivot for you? Mm, like it's been a lot of ways. I mean, personally, I had to learn how to, to I've, I've always worked from home in many, many settings, but this one has been super hard trying to transition away from the office. And so I had to learn how to adjust my schedule um, to unplug. I mean, we work a lot together and, and it's the end of the day that really, really, I call it my witching hour mm. where I just get into a funk late in the afternoon and I've had to learn how to do something in that window, it used to be taken up by a drive and so I could decompress. But right now I think it's a walk or just getting out of the house for 45 minutes, even though I have no commute. So go jump on the tractor for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just mess around out there sooner and just clear my head. So that's been a, a tough pivot. Uh, the business wise, it's been a unique pivot. Our, our product is, is still relevant in the market, thankfully. Um, but it, it changed our focus on the types of businesses that we can connect with and pursue and serve now um, compared to before, you know, it's just so many businesses are adjusting themselves and they're making pivots. And of course they haven't been open, you know, the retail stores, the restaurants. And so we had to identify businesses that are still active in their communities and actively open during the COVID yeah. shutdown and transition. Yeah, for sure. Uh, made possible by basically said, if you can't pay for our services, that's okay. We still want to tell, tell your good stories. And yeah, it's been a cool adventure being able to walk alongside people with that. I've met with several people who have said, you know, I'm not paying you right now. Right. And I said, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. But now more than ever, people need stories of good. So that's, that, that's fun. That was really rewarding. Yeah, it is for sure. For sure. So tell us why and how you started Made Possible By. So the why is, is probably, I'm, I think I'm an altruist and idealist. You know, I think we were created as people to make a difference in the lives of those around us. And so many um, business owners do that. You know, they run their business to make a profit and that keeps everything going, but they're doing so much more with a profit and just uh, adding to their their uh, balance sheet so it's there were stories there that needed to be told and so then we learned a lot about market insight and consumers and community members want to know what companies are doing to make the world a better place and there was not a simple way to do that so that's why is to solve some of those problems that businesses have with the process of community investment and then sharing those inspirational stories um, how is, is kind of an exciting path i mean I was connecting with our very first customer, the folk, the really good folks at Plenty Mercantile. And they said, Mike, you know, we, we receive a lot of requests for community gifts and I didn't realize that. And so she went on to articulate the fact that she loves um, the company, Tracy and Brittany love to give back to the community, but it's 
managing those requests wasn't easy. So it was it was our it was just insight from the market that allowed us to say, how can we help them? Mm-hmm. Well, and and we've had a few pivots since we first started, and I think a lot of times people see pivots as failures or I should have known this from the start, but you can't always see it. Right. I mean, and that's pivots are okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's probably what I'd tell myself. My current self would tell my past self it's the first idea isn't the right idea or the best idea and that's okay. And that's normal. Um, but somehow emotionally as a founder, as an entrepreneur, you just expect to have it right and correct straight out of the gate. And that never happens. So I just tell my, my future self, my, my former self to be patient mm-hmm. and listen more, just learn to listen. Mm-hmm. I think just relaxing and, and not putting the pressure on yourself to have everything right the first time. I mean, I know that we very often feel like we have to be perfect and that's just not possible, right? We're just going to learn through the process, but sometimes it's hard to give a, ourselves the the pat on the back. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I've really been pondering the fact that there's no shortcuts to experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've just got to live life to, to have experience. You can't read about experience in a book. And self-awareness is a process, too. So We need to apply that to our children, right? <laughs> yeah. For sure. Letting them experience some things the hard way, which, you know, we never want to do. Not as a parent, for sure. No. So we work together. And we do. Not only do we work together, but we work because of COVID, we work home together. And so sometimes that has been a challenge. Um, Talk to me about the benefits the blessings of us working together and then maybe some of the challenges oh there are no challenges oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice try yeah okay anyway so right there the, the benefits are uh, you know well i think i thought about that question and the benefit is implicit trust hmm. you know the big thing is in any partnership in any business relationship you have to trust the people you work with and with you, there's just implicit trust. That's rewarding. The other thing is, is the spirit of collaboration, knowing we're in it together and we share the highs and the lows. So that's really rewarding. The challenges are uh, communication style is one, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, me learning how to, how to communicate with you both as a partner and as a wife is, they're really not that different, but I can be abrupt. And so learning how to, and not in a mean spirited way, it's just, I'm really terse. Um, and I also, you know, just turning it off either one or the other of us might have a idea right before bedtime and we start <laughs> kicking it around. The next thing you know, we're spun up in a dialogue and we need to go to bed and get some sleep and hit it the next day. So. Yeah, I read a report that since COVID, the average person works three hours more than they used to because we're at home and we just don't know how to stop, right? So that... that Yeah, for sure. I mean, I get up early in the morning and, you know, no drive time, no no shower, no exercise routine. So it's just like drink coffee, go to work. Mm -hmm. The same thing on the the tail end of the day is learning how to just step away. Yeah. 
that's why you need to go jump on the tractor right in the afternoons and just have or some. chainsaw yeah or pick up your chainsaw and go cut down some of the evil um cedar cedars trees. Yeah. <laughs> cedars are evil <laughs> no more cedars no more cedars so um another insight into mike is that mike is an early riser he can get up at 4 4 30 every day and that's why four o'clock in the afternoon is the switching hour but we have a rule in our marriage that we that i learned early on is that his brain is toast um by eight o'clock for sure but sometimes sooner so there's no questions to be asked after 8 p.m that could possibly make his brain start thinking he needs to be able to be slowing down and shutting down and i don't always honor that i want to honor that but you know it's it's a process it's a learning process yeah and you know you're a night person too so that's been an interesting adjustment i mean your perfect day is to be in bed by midnight and be at your desk by 9 30 or 10 so yeah there's a little bit of a little bit of difference there it has and throwing a two-year-old into that mix is, is fun yes it's super fun <laughs> I agree. He's totally, he's kind of brought us in the middle and that, and that you stay up a little bit later and I go to bed a little bit sooner. So yeah, that's true. It's been, been 17 years since we had to take care of a child, you know, early in the morning. Yes. And I would say you have more of a struggle work-wise because you have a day job, right? I mean, you work for a great company, the um, Kim Ray, what is Kim Ray's after the word Kim Ray? What is it? Kim Ray? industries thank you Kim Rice, yeah you work you know easily 7 a.m to 5 p.m with them every day and then you have your side hustle that you know you don't get to spend a lot of hours on and we've been blessed that we've had some business partners come alongside made possible and fix up picked up some slack for that um and me being able to be full-time now but you you have quite a load between having your a very rewarding full-time day job and then being able to spend a little bit of time on the weekends on doing this but either way because of covid we're home all the time working right yeah it's it's been really helpful really rewarding okay so tell me about um corporate social responsibility i feel like you coined that phrase <laughs> no no i just read books you just read books. Mike has, what's the book that's on the coffee table right now that you're reading, Mike? Oh, it's just visual representation of data. Well, is that the title of it? What's no, it? I can't see the title. It's Edward Tuff's book. It's some so. big, yeah, that's, that's Mike's downtime thing. So yeah, it's quantitative, <laughs> graphical display of quantitative data. <laughs> and what's the book that's on my nightstand? Uh, Monster Hunters. Some sort of zombie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so our light reading is very different. Oh, that's so funny. Anyhow, corporate social responsibility. What does that mean to you? And and that's kind of your your instigator for starting made possible by. Yeah, for sure. I mean, corporate social responsibility is 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 really a values driven statement about a a company's desire and uh, willingness to to address social issues and it could be environmental it could be social it could be governmental and 
And it was uh, always a concept, you know, in the 70s, I think it was Milton Friedman said the sole purpose of a business is to make money. And it was just last year, well, I, I came into the term seven, eight, nine years ago, really with, with Mark Benioff, salesforce.com CEO, he said, you know, we do well by doing good. I think yeah. that was an old Ben Franklin statement that was rephrased, but maybe. But anyway, it was an emerging trend early in the, the 2000s and started picking up momentum. And just last year, the uh, CEO roundtable, which is, I don't know, 500 or 1,000 really big businesses, deviated from Friedman's mantra. Um, the sole purpose of a business is now to maximize value to all stakeholders, which is their companies and employees and um, community and everything, as opposed to maximize value to all shareholders, which is just managing to quarterly profit. And so we'll see how that plays out, but I, I like the way the, the movement is heading. So what it means to me is whether it's a big business or a really small business is people are want to use their business as a tool, not just to make money and make shareholders wealthier, but to, to make a difference in, in, in all of their, their stakeholders. Mm. So it's, it's a big deal. It's fun. Yeah. It's encouraging to me, the more community minded businesses that we connect with, because I learn of new causes. I mean, Oh yeah. It's just so neat. And, and that's part of the reason why we say that you need to share what you're doing in your community to inspire others to do this, do their own version of good, because we can't, our one company can't meet all the needs of the community, right? So everybody has to do a different uh, spoke of the wheel, so to speak, yeah. to find their own niche. And I love just seeing the unique ways that people find to give back. Uh, it's really encouraging to me, especially uh, we keep running into businesses who are actively seeking ways to give back. They don't just sit back and wait for the Girl Scouts to come knocking at the door. You know, they are looking for ways and that's just really encouraging to me. But Matt, yeah. that's me. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's, that's a good observation. That leads me to our next question and about community. What does community mean to you? How would you define that? Well, I, I'm an introvert, so <laughs> community means really small, but that's not true. It, it, community is, uh, is really all about loving your neighbor and treating people the way you would want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's just being aware that, that we're all interconnected and we're not alone. Mm -hmm. And my actions affect uh, the lives of people around me. And and being aware of that. So community is a genuine, authentic awareness and intentional movement towards serving those in your, just in your, in your, you know, you call it the five backyards, you know, just get to know your neighbors, get to know your peers um, and, and look for intentional ways to serve them. Mm -hmm. So as you mentioned, being an introvert, that doesn't mean that you you're going to go to every party and you're going to do every um, event, but that you can find ways to connect to your community uniquely. Right. Yeah. And intentionally would probably be the bigger term. Uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we kind of touched on this about it being important for businesses to get back because our community, uh, our communities need 
people that care to give back. But do you think it's okay for businesses to share? I, I, I'm, I know the answer to this question, but tell me why you think it's okay for businesses to share the good that they're doing. Well, there's, there's really um, consumer-driven reasons that are pragmatic, and there's also um, what I would consider inspirational reasons. But the inspirational reasons is, is because, you know, we're, all of us are inspired by stories of good. And when they're authentic and, and real, it, it prompts people and other business owners to say, you know, well, what can I do? And that we kind of create momentum around making an impact. So inspiration is the first one. Practically speaking, what it's intriguing. Some businesses and business owners are really in tune with consumer demands and some are not quite as in tune. And, and it's because it's emerging. But the reality is, is that consumers and community members want to know. I mean, studies show, data, data shows that roughly 80% of Consumers and community members wish it were easier to know what a company's doing to do good. 93% of consumers want to know what a company's doing. So right. if you want to connect with your customers and reach them and build relationships with them, it's imperative that you share. And, you know, the bigger picture is, is that it builds momentum around each of us doing something to impact the world for better. Mm-hmm. Well, and people are even taking it a step further and not just only shopping or um, doing business with other businesses that do good, but they also want to work for companies that are doing good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you touched on that employee engage. That's a good point. I mean, not only is it good for external audiences for a business, but if you want to recruit top talent and retain them, you have to have an inspirational mission that that's, that's bigger than making the product. You've got to have a, a company that's committed to making a difference. Yeah. A company that has a, community-minded why is going to be able to recruit a lot more i would say um not necessarily qualified workers but motivated yeah it's about employee engagement i mean businesses need to be aware that sharing these stories both internally and externally are, are very powerful ways to attract talent it makes me think of that commercial and I can't even think of what it's for. I need to find this commercial, but it starts with somebody it's everybody walking down the street, but somebody sees somebody help someone else. And then that person goes and helps someone else, but somebody else is watching them help somebody else. So it just, it's a, a domino effect of people doing good. And that's the whole 30 second commercial. And I think so. I mean, bad actions are contagious and we've got to just outweigh that with good actions because good is contagious too. Absolutely. And that's really why we built made possible is to, to create a movement around difference making, you know, we want to solve some business problems too. And, and we do, but our vision is much bigger than process solutions and saving time. It's, it's just making a difference together. And you say it's connecting what's your, Oh, I think the vision is we want to connect companies and causes and people to make a bigger difference together. We want to equip and equip them with the tools to do so and inspire them to take the next step. Hmm. I love that. You say that really well. So as, as businesses are defining their parameters about what they give to, um, we encourage at made possible by encourage businesses to set some parameters because you can't meet every need that you're going to, be presented with. Um, it's just impossible to do that. So how do you recommend businesses 
set those parameters? Well, number one is their values. You know, I believe we're each gifted uniquely and we each have uh, social issues or environmental opportunities that, that we value uniquely. And so the businesses we serve, what I've learned is they're approached often for investment, community investment. But I think the business owners and the leadership's core values should guide um, the primary decision of yes, we, we can help or, or no, this isn't for us. Um, so their core values are one, of course, I think geography is good. Um, some national companies have bigger footprints and local companies should, I would recommend they focus locally, but, um, and then finally budget. I mean, you just got to be aware of what your budget is and plan ahead and, and have an idea of the, the events or organizations you want to invest in each year and start, start with your core budget and then go thereafter. Okay. We also say, you know, to think about things that, what motivates you, what makes you angry when you see something oh, happening, yeah. you know, we met with uh, workflow recently and their focus is removing barriers of injustice. And I love that. I love that tagline and that they're just about, um, helping people receive equality in many different environments. So what, what hacks you off, right? That's yeah, sure. I mean, anger is not a bad thing. I mean, we should all be angry at injustice. So you know, how we manage that anger is needs to be appropriate and productive, but mm -hmm. I mean, anger is not always bad. No, nope, you're right. So, um, I'm throwing this question at you. I didn't give it to you beforehand. What would you say to a husband and wife team who are thinking about doing a startup? What would you, what would be your number one thing that you recommended to them? Hmm. Marriage counseling? Yeah, always. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. We, we say marriage counseling is like taking your car to the garage because, or the auto mechanic because you wouldn't wait 20 years to get your oil changed, right? Yeah, so I would think that the number one thing is is don't put the idea and the concept ahead of a successful marriage. Hmm. I, I just nothing's worth losing that core relationship. So that's number one. Number two, just be aware that it'll be difficult. It's going to raise new issues, new questions and uh think it will help. It's helped us learn how to communicate better. And I, I think a startup teaches, uh, you know, marriage and startup are, are very similar, right? They're, they're grinding partnerships. And you got to do a ton of work to make it work. Yeah. And so they're not that dissimilar, but I think the biggest thing is, is don't put the idea ahead of your relationships. Mm, I like that. So wrapping up, what would be your 30 second shout out or call to action, how would you want to inspire uh, our listeners today? Uh, call to action, motivational speech. Um, I think it's, it's get in tune with who you are as a person, um, what you care about most, and intentionally look for ways to um, leverage that passion to make a difference in the lives of those around you. 
So that takes some time sitting down and thinking and not everyone is comfortable with that, right? Sometimes you just have to slow down and get to know you. Yeah, that's, that's a lifelong exercise. You know, I think that's probably something I'd tell myself of 20 years ago is it's okay to slow down and, and get in tune with what you're good with and what you're not good with and, and don't have the fear to act accordingly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just get to know yourself and then move, leverage that passion and move into serving others. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Mike, for taking the time. I know that you are one busy human. So thank you. Uh, no, you're welcome. No busier than anybody. It's just, we've all got stuff going on. But. I don't know about that. I've seen your calendar. I know how busy you are. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I want well, to thank our listeners again for joining us for our every Friday conversations around good podcast. Our guest today has been um, the amazing, ever handsome, such a servant, loving heart, Mike Zerden, the founder of Made Possible By, amongst many other things. So thank you again for joining us. Tune in next time, um, next Friday. I'm trying to remember who is our next guest. I'm sorry. I should have that right here, but I don't, but it's going to be great. So uh, we appreciate your time. Remember to get out there, connect with your community, continue to doing good and serving others, just as Mike said, to continue to serve others. Thank you for joining us at Made Possible By, where we love to make good loud. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for listening in on another conversation around good. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so we can continue to provide you conversations that are inspirational. The businesses we serve love to give back to their communities with their time, product, and cash. And this is so rewarding for them, but it's not easy. Go to madepossibleby.us to see how we do it. Welcome to the Made Possible by Podcast, where we have conversations around good with community-minded individuals. We hope that today's episode inspires you to go out and do good.